0: hello and welcome to the Overly animated podcast where we take animation seriously. We talk everything animation here including Promise Neverland, which we'll be getting into right now. I'm Andy Potter and today I'm joined by Alex Bonilla. Hello and Steve Zach. Hi today we'll be talking about the 11th episode of Promise Neverland 1401-46, uh, January 14 2046. and uh, but before we get into that you can find more about this podcast at overlyanimated.com. And you can subscribe to us on iTunes at OverlyAnimated.com slash iTunes, or on YouTube at YouTube.com slash OverlyAnimated. So, this was a big, big, big episode of Promise Neverland. If you're listening to this podcast and you've not watched the episode, like every episode, please watch the episode first. But this one especially, Mm -hmm. please watch the episode first for listening, because we're going straight into spoilers that are really, really big. You know yeah, you know, if we were a big
1: budget podcast, we we could open this podcast with uh, a cut kind of Billy Joel's We Didn't Start the Fire. <laughs>
0: We probably we, we would we would get a uh, content claimed immediately. I
1: know, I know, I know. I'm just saying we're a big budget podcast. And that's why Dude. I'm not even gonna sing this week, so
2: Dude, <laughs> wanna... the, the 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 intro of this show uses fire in oh, no, it no. and you
0: wasted the fire joke on a Billy Joel reference? Come on. Yeah, yeah no, <laughs> Alex, I was like literally as soon as we saw as soon as I saw the oil and Ray mentioned in the fire, I was like, Oh my god, it was in the opening the entire time. Right. It is <laughs> <was> right there. <laughs> Anyways, let let's uh, let's get into this. Like we're gonna let's get into this. Alex, what were your impressions of this crazy episode?
2: Well, this episode was straight fire. Like if the the emo- <laughs> the fire emoji, that's what it was. Like I, I think that the episode did a really good job of tying up the Ray and Emma being. Um, exhausted or like um defeated in the last episode like we we already kind of theorized that 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 was that was like a play but like now it's like actually filling in the holes of like what happened in the meantime and just the final they actually finally actually do the escape after like that's what this series is building to right (laughs) and they finally end up going doing a whole elaborate plan and everything and there are some like the uh, Ray has very strong moments in in this episode that we'll we'll get to. And I think that in in terms of animation, it continues to have its moments of, like, oh, okay, we're, like, this is where they need to be extra, and they're doing it well. And uh, the the ending, like, even though, like, since the escape is something we've been building to, so, like, you could argue that this is, like, the climax of the show, but I think that there is some stuff in the ending that's still, like, oh, okay, like, what's going on here? Maybe not as giant as like the escape itself like there's still stuff that you would say okay well we need one more episode to like fully tie this together so i think overall like i saw a second to last episode it really delivers and uh, yeah i I really enjoyed this
0: (laughs) yeah awesome so steve how did you react to that
1: episode it was it was great i think we really lucked out i think this except for episode one this might be the maybe the best episode of the season um, like I said, Norman was so smart, even in like alleged death, he was able to plan the, all these moves and he kind of knew Ray was very suicidal. So let's give some Norman some credit there <laughs> and, um, what else? but yeah, it was, I really thought for real though, that Norman set himself on fire when the, when we go from Isabel's perspective, they fooled me. Honestly, they fooled me. So good job, good job, series. Um, and really, I, I I think I told you guys a few episodes ago that Isabella's downfall would be underestimating Don and Gilda. I I told I told them do not underestimate them. They're going to come up big when you least expect it. So Don and Gilda, great job, and also great job to the episode MVP, Anna. Her hair was the key to this plan, so, Anna, good job. Who? The blonde girl. The blonde girl who had – they used her ponytails. Right, right, but (laughs) who? Yeah, exactly. She's, like, Like, the fifth most popular character in the second uh, uh, popularity
0: poll. What? (laughs) What? I didn't even know she existed until you told her. right, right.
2: Like, no, I think that this episode like it, it lays it out well. Like, hey, there's a, a girl with braids here, and this is important to the this particular part of the plan. But it doesn't really matter who the girl yeah. is. So, like, I can
0: a name, and I was just like, who is this?"
2: Like, over and over. Right.
0: But uh, it, uh, but it, 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 it makes
2: sense I mean, in the yeah. in the framework I, of the plan.
1: So. I don't get it either, though. I don't get it either why she's so popular. I'm just saying, I'm because she's so popular. I know her name. Japan is weird with their popularity polls.
0: Yeah, it's... I... I I have nothing to add to that popularity whole thing, but I really liked this episode. I really enjoyed it. I think it was very, very tense from beginning to end, and I it it reached a level of tension that I don't think has been reached in the show since the first episode. It was insane from beginning to end. There was... uh, I was really... I really bought into... Uh, Ray burning himself to death. I thought, like, the show sold me on it actually happening. So when So when Isabella runs into the room, I thought Ray might actually be in the fire, dying. Like, like that's how insane this show is. Like that, I believe that they would do that. Um, and I also really liked the the way that we built up to uh, tricking mom. I thought that was really well done. I think it really pays off how long we waited for it. Like, I think even though we didn't have the time skip till after that long, not really slog, but long span of episodes where not a lot happened, it really feels like we, as the viewer, also spent a long time making mom underestimate these kids. And I really appreciated seeing that. Not to mention Emma finally like really feels like the lead here. She is the one directing everything. And it was incredible to see that. I really loved that she was the one that tricked Mom in the end, not Ray and Emma and Norman together. It was Emma. Emma was the thing that mom could not predict.
1: And I also I think though it's the idea though, they learned to compromise a bit that they said they're not going to take every kid, but they're gonna take more than what Ray wanted to take originally, so they learned to compromise. So Yeah. They're on the same page. That was the key because that was the thing that was getting in their way before. Was they were, they ha- everyone had their own little plans, their own agendas. So we're finally on the same page. So hopefully now we can escape.
2: Well, wait, I'm confused. But didn't they actually take all the kids in the end? I thought they took all the kids too. Yeah. i thought yeah, they went- like, No, they left their- <laughs> they left the babies behind. But so they died in the fire. Is that is
0: that what? Oh no were- no no it's it's a bill that got them out. I, I thought it's, everyone I thought everyone was with Emma. I don't know. I, I don't know if... They left the youngest.
1: The super... The very, very youngest kids they left. They made it clear in the episode. They left the youngest kids
0: along with Phil. They left the youngest kids there. I thought Phil... I thought Phil was like a tie-in for next episode that they'd go back for Phil to save him. Oh, maybe so. Oh, okay. I, so. I, well, all I know is that um, Emma at one point
1: says, I guess you were right. I couldn't take everybody. She did oh, say yeah. that at one point. I,
0: there was so much happening. I, yeah. I, I feel really bad for missing that line. I... Yeah, but they're not important. They're they the super youngest character. Phil here.
1: Yeah. Oh, Phil. Like I said, either two things. Either Phil is like his his job is to divert, is to give them buy them some time, get Isab- keep Isabella out of the way as long as he can, or he's going to discipline Isabella for her failures. If he is like the mastermind, like we all think he is.
0: I, I just can't get over that Phil was in every single episode of this show. I just can't get over that.
1: <laughs> and actually, Norman, okay, and
0: and Norman was in this episode
1: besides being dead. I kind of wonder if he'll be in next week's episode, because if not, then there's a chance that Phil's going to be in more episodes than Norman.
0: Yes, I know. I know this, Steve. If you <laughs> listen to last week's podcast, I bring this up, and I'm very upset about it. <laughs> Uh, sorry Alex were you gonna say something
2: um well just in, in, while while we're on the topic of Phil like I, I think that it's oh it's definitely a weird ending to, to 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 do it on but I mean again I might be infected by the theories going on here but you do you do wonder like if Phil like has some like special connection to it and where like um, Emma tells all the kids this plan and Phil is the one who gets left behind and is able to tell Isabella the plan sort of thing be, mm-hmm. because he wasn't uh, like paying attention or whatever. So like I, I I think that it adds an extra wrinkle and it allows I, us to get like an Isabella chasing the kids scene in that will probably be very tense in yeah. the next episode no matter, if we decide to go down that route.
1: No yeah. matter what, we can't agree that Phil is definitely sm- smart, like real smart than any like average boy his age he's too smart to be normal
2: for
0: someone his age i don't, I don't know what's up with phil and i don't even want to try to guess anymore <laughs> yeah because done. it's not
2: even smartness it's just popping up in the right place yeah. at the right time
0: creepiness
2: like, yeah the creepiness is not smartness so. yeah <laughs> well yeah
0: yeah uh, he's,
1: uh, he's like the onion of the show
0: sure. i that makes it a lot worse <laughs>
1: I mean, <laughs> make it tolerable. <laughs> uh, I do.
0: We're
1: uh, uh, we gonna talk about it because I do have some thoughts. No, 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 no,
2: no, don't dip around too much. We need to stay yeah, yeah, on let, Phil. for like twenty minutes, please. Okay.
0: So let us yeah, yeah. let us let us focus and try to go down piece by piece, and we can get to everything we want to talk about. Steve. Okay. Okay. So let's. I, I don't know what the headliner here is. Is it is it the house burning? I guess like the the seed where we the oil, or is it like we cut off ears? Um, I think this is kind of the episode that we need to maybe just go. Like Wait order. a minute! I got—I just thought something.
1: Another song, T- Talking Heads, burning down the house. <laughs> okay, we don't need to mention every fire song in existence.
0: <laughs> um, we're gonna—we're not gonna just list them out, Steve.
2: Yeah, That's not um, how it
0: works. Uh, but uh, um, <laughs> I'll just start at the top because yeah, Steve is—is is, is clearly just gonna list out <laughs> fire theme songs as I go, no matter what I do. Oh, I'm um, done, I'm done, I'm done. I, I, a literally, good song that. I literally do not believe you. <laughs> um uh, so yeah, let's just start with this scene at the beginning where we ca- we we start like literally where last episode ends, and we have Ray and Emma talking, and Emma just reveals to Ray her entire plan. And I think last episode it was it kind of implied that Ray and Emma were in on the plan together, but here it makes it very clear that Ray was doing his own thing and Emma was doing her own thing. Mm-hmm. And I find that very interesting, like that they were actually not communicating during this like month long gap. There was. uh, Yeah. Sorry.
1: I found it interesting that ultimately the one who was deceived the most of all the kids was Ray. Ray was the double agent. He's the one who was like at the very end. Emma and everyone, Norman included, fooled him. So tables turned a
0: little bit. I like that. Yeah. Ray and Isabel were both kind of tricked.
2: Yeah. yeah, well, it kind of hammers home the, the gen, the, the, one of the themes of this show, the like working together is better than working alone sort of thing. It's like Ray is doing his lone wolf act of like, well, I'm gonna. Do my thing. And then when the time comes, I'll, I'm fine with sacrificing myself and uh, nobody needs to know about that. But like, because, because Emma is open to working with other people is why she like is able to elaborate this whole plan and like aim, get, achieve a goal that's much higher than what Ray is aiming for. But because she's, she has that desire that Ray is unwilling to explore and th- 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 this whole thing of them. They both have similar, similar aims enough that they both realize that the best way to avoid suspicion mm-hmm. is to not communicate. And yeah. then from there, they mm-hmm. go their own separate ways. But so it makes it interesting that they use the same approach, but then the, it, while they're separate is when they like do their own philosophies mm-hmm. of how to get
0: out of the situation. Yeah. yeah. It's really interesting. And I think the, i really like the way this scene is all shot too because i think that I think we talk about that in this in this part of the episode too because the beginning of the shot the beginning of the scene starts with like a clock ticking as they're talking like there's this ticking clock in the background and it adds this like tension to like what's actually happening and then it ends on the, the clock ringing for midnight and i really like that like capping off this conversation in that way like it I don't know, it it feels very well thought out, this entire scene, the way it's shot, the way it's showed to us, the way they tell us the information, and it just tells a full story and then there's this really ominous music when ray tells us his plan i i don't know this scene i really really like i really like this scene a lot
2: well like um i, I don't know if this is jumping he- uh jumping ahead a little too much but like once ray like pulls out the the bots of uh of fuel and like he begins pouring it on himself like that's where like turns <laughs> turns up like the music begins yeah. getting a lot more noticeable you begin mm-hmm. hearing chanting the the, yeah. the, the the animation of ray himself gets a lot a lot more um stylized like his eyes go giant and he like his dialogue delivery is getting more manic so like th- ray himself i think is what makes the scene that he he is ramping up with the other aspects of the production so yeah. like the music is ramping up the tense the tension is ramping mm-hmm. up but because ray is slowly going insane in front of emma and emma's just like what is going on? So yeah. I, I think it all comes together great in in that scene. I think Ray is what
0: makes it like whoa. Yeah, and it's and it's really interesting because it, like it totally ramps up all every aspect of the scene ramps up as you go in there. Like and, and I I just think it's crazy because like Emma even starts like getting louder and stuff as it goes as if she's trying to yell over the music. Which is what they're they're raising this, the volume of their speaking so that it plays over the music. But mm-hmm. in this, but it has this effect of seeming like she's trying to just yell over this tumultuous thing that's happening when it's actually just a quiet room. And well, I think it's a really cool effect. Well, um,
2: it's using like the sense of desperation, right? Like yeah. Emma is slowly realizing what's happening and it's yeah, like, wait, whoa, what? No, no, this isn't right. Like he's insane.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. I kind of wondered if Ray's original plan was. To burn burn himself and Isabella together, so he yes. so he could take Isabella out of the picture, to help let everyone else escape.
0: The, but and I think it's kind of time I think we can maybe talk about Ray's plan without talking about Emma's because I think like whether you <laughs> like clearly suicide's not good, but the thing is this does really mess up Isabella's plans if this goes on. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like this would look really bad for Isabella if he killed himself here. <laughs> Which is and, funny, I guess. Didn't
1: well, we all like? did we all like predict that maybe Ray like sort of redemption might be a suicide?
2: Well, that's, that's terrible. But yeah, but, um, yeah. Uh, I, I'll say that this also is the the, the difficulty I have with the saying like this is a good plan is that yes, Ray is the most mature uh, of them, and so you you think like oh okay, she's going to go into the fire to save Ray. But do you do that at the cost of ignoring the whole rest of your herd and like potentials yeah. to, that grow up? I, like, I, it's like that, that, that part I, I struggle with a little. Like, <laughs> does Ray really believe he's that, that important?
1: I found it disturbing though that Isabella's reaction was, can I save the brains? If I can just save the brains, maybe yeah. I you get something. That's so disturbing.
0: I think that's only a little too, a little far ahead. But yeah, the, I agree. That's one of the creepier parts of the episode when she, like Isabella, like, we can get into, we can get into Isabella later. Let, let's focus yeah, on yeah. Emma and Rachel, because yeah. I think okay. there's a lot of Isabella to talk about here. Um, cause I think my next thing I want to talk about before we move out of this scene in this room is that I really like how we play into the fact that Emma is the center of attention here. Like she is the center of like everybody, everybody comes to talk to her and she uses that to her advantage because all the kids come talking to Emma anyways. And so Isabella never expected that Emma was giving them plans by coming over to talk to her. Like, she just didn't didn't see it coming. And I just love that we're using Emma's strength, as they're explained to us in the show, in a way that makes sense. Like this, this was really cool, because because when we broke Emma's leg, it really felt like we were like, making Emma lose everything she had, like she had no strength over him. It's like, that was her thing. Her physical body was better than other people's. And it was just, I don't know, I really liked this twist. It was really good for me.
1: And I'm glad that we used Emma's showcase how smart she is. Like, yeah. she all of gets overshadowed by Ray and Norman in the brains department, so this really was Emma's chance to shine and her intelligence to shine.
0: Yeah, and I really loved that. Like, the shot when they were talking to Crone, and you see that there's more people out there besides Don and Gilda, I think I really loved that, because it just recontextualizes a lot of the show. Like, last week we talked about how there were kids saying goodbye to Norman that seemed a little bit too in-the-know, when he was talking to them. And, right. and they were kids that were at the doorway.
2: And, and it's like, we, we've seen in past episodes, Norman and Ray having conversations behind the scenes, like, hey, what's yeah. the plan going forward? We can't tell Emma about this. But now it's, like, nice to have, like, the other side. Like, hey, like, Emma and Norman had things going on, too, that Ray was never aware of at all. And, like, this was all happening at the same time. So yeah. it, it's... It, it like a- adds a whole another like thread of complications into their into like how their
0: dynamic has gone throughout this entire show.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And I think I think there's actually like a risk here. Like this is hit- like they're saying that there's information or in earlier episodes that we the audience didn't know about. And that has a risk. But I think it works here because they give us new information about a time skip we didn't see. So I think it has like we're less worried about the information that was during episodes we didn't see. You know what I mean? Did and that I, th- sense?
2: I think it's it's out of the way enough that it doesn't yeah. feel distracting like they're behind a door and like when we were watching that scene we were inside the door and we were focusing on what crone is saying so mm-hmm. like who who cares what's happening outside that room yeah. so when you throw that information out it's like oh okay but because you weren't thinking about it at the time not because like it feels retconned in any way.
1: Mm hmm. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. I, I just—it's kind interesting because this is a tightrope you can walk, and um, but I think they did it really well. Like, mm-hmm. this did not feel bad at all. Like, I just loved all of it. Um, did did you guys guys have anything else you want to say about the scene before we get into like kind of the even crazier parts of this episode?
2: Um, well, well, right, right before he uh, Ray is about to pour him, himself the oil, like he he begins going like I'm a human being, sir, <laughs> right? Oh, <yeah>. So, so <laughs> yeah. like the 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 brief bit of like touching on like you know humanity versus being food, like it, it's uh. it's not it's not something that's been touched on that much in this show since the first episode, but like it, it it's good to rem- to remind ourselves, yeah, like they're kind of like struggling between like. Are, are we like our own beings in this universe like are we meant to just to be food you know so i don't
1: know like, and, right. and, and like
2: that would drive a person crazy maybe so like yeah. it's, it's i'm just saying like it, it was a good capper right before he like turns on the torch it felt like the right yeah. thing to do be, like before the moment of pure insanity
1: oh good point good point right doing his best aaron yeager impression which is why I like to show a lot better than that other one because it doesn't just bring that same point all the time. It doesn't beat you on the head to, to the same themes they're trying to build your head into. It just, that's why Prost Neverland is very, it's, it's a great show. I love it. So
0: yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I, this scene is great, but I think I want to move mm-hmm. into the scene that kind of like connects to it in a way because we have, like I said, the scene ends with the mid, with the clock ringing midnight. And then we jump to Isabella, who is putting the children to sleep. She's just kind of walking around the house and we kind of expect to hear, um, stuff from the kitchen. Cause we know that Ray has presumably just lit himself on fire and Emma's tried to stop him, but then we hear the mid, the clock ring midnight in her office. And I think this is such a brilliant choice. Cause it like they somehow got like two moments of tension from the same moment, essentially. And it works both times for me. Cause this second time from Isabella's office is like almost even more tense than the one that happened in the kitchen. I really like this setup before we see her run into the kitchen.
1: Yeah. And I also think though, this is like the first time since episode one, we have seen Isabella actually be, let her guard down a little bit and not yeah. just be completely just like monotone, like, like this, like force that's in our way.
0: Yeah, because she 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 checks off the day and she like sees that tomorrow is Ray's birthday and she looks she looks almost like genuinely happy like she did it like it's almost over the hardest part with these kids mm-hmm. is almost over. Mm-hmm. Did before we get on to like um Isabel running into the room there, Alex, did you did you like this setup little setup scene before we get in there?
2: I I appreciate the choice to be like, okay, well, let's go to the other character that's important, but like, let's do it like fifteen seconds before the main event happened. So I I appreciate that part of it. I don't think that the tension for me personally worked as much, but like, it's it's certainly like a good setup to like. Uh, what i what I like about it was it was like Emma's slow motion running towards the match, and then, like we we fade to Mom humming the lullaby. I think the transition yeah. was really nice,
0: oh yeah, and, yeah, and yeah, then you're
2: right. and then from there, it's like you're just waiting for Mom to figure out what's going on and by the yeah. way, you
1: see definitely Isabella, no matter what she does have an influence on these kids and because like a couple episodes ago, Ray was humming the same lullaby, which I assumed he got from Isabella, so. <laughs> You know, she's still sort of their mom no matter what, in a weird, twisted way, even though they know the truth. She still has a little influence on them.
0: Do these kids yeah. know what music is? Yes. No, no, no. They know what music is. Are, they, are, are
2: we sure? Did they let them bring in records from the no, outside? I don't, world? Oh, 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 you mean <laughs> that they listen
0: to music? I don't know that. I don't know. Yeah,
2: like, what if that's the only song they've ever listened to?
0: <laughs> that would be. I don't know.
1: I don't know. Would that drive me crazy only knowing one song?
0: That would, that, that would drive me insane.
1: <laughs> Make but you to, uh, w-
0: Wanted to lit yourself on fire enough? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Let's move on before Steve finds another song to reference. I just realized we're moving into song territory. <laughs> um, but yeah, and I, I think I kind of want to talk about Isabella here because this is kind of where Isabella becomes starts fraying in this episode because I think the rest of this episode is just an arc for Isabella becoming more and more unhinged as she realizes that she might have lost control here. And the beginnings of this is that she stops caring about saving Rey as a human and more about just making sure his brain is okay. And that's all she cares about by the end of this scene. And I find that really interesting, just when when she's lost a little bit of control, she kind of loses control of herself as well. And I find that really interesting, just how easily she crumbles when she has, when there's a when there's a piece of this whole thing that she's not in control of.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I I, I think like it's, it's a way of like showing that this her her composure is more of like hiding her true intentions to like keep the kids at bay but like deep down this is always maybe this is always what she thinks of the kids as like yeah, it, it, it adds that extra unknowingness to it because I think for a while we're like going people are going back and forth on like well does she actually care about the kids because like in some conversations she seems to be like actually motherly in like a, in yeah. a twisted way but nonetheless like she's doing what a mother would normally do but i think that a scene like this helps to like show like deep down like she 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 never loses sight of the fact that at the end of the day that's what she's raising these kids for and so in that sense i I do appreciate it more of like rather than it being like necessarily crumbling in terms of like her her desire but more of just like fading away of the fake veneer that she usually has to
0: put Mm -hmm. on yeah, yeah, I think by the end of this episode, there's no denying that she is doing this for either self-preservation or because she wants, like, she's, she's just trying to make a good product. Like, it doesn't seem like she's doing this out of any real love for these kids by the end.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, at the very least, it seems that she's just just completely lost, like, her mind. She's just
0: insane yeah. now, yeah, at the very and, least. And and the way, like, I don't know, there's, it's it's just kind of... Like she, she, she starts speaking in like a fever pitch, almost matching Ray's earlier in the episode when she's trying to save him. And I think I don't want to overshadow this part of the scene because Emma's acting here is incredible. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And we've seen it earlier in the show. Like this is, this has been like when I was watching the scene, like before we it was revealed, like I remembered that Emma is an amazing actor and the show has told us that like the show had told us that Emma was an amazing actor and, she played. She played this perfectly the entire way, she, and
2: and it fits her personality as yeah. the quote emotional one of the group, right? So like, yeah. she she uses that to her advantage in this yeah. case by like you know like wailing for for for
0: Ray. Yeah, she, and she plays off like she plays perfectly off Isabella's preconceived notions of her because Isabella, for a minute, I I think in this moment. She forgets that Emma's been trying to escape before now, and that's what they've been waiting for this whole time. In this moment, Isabella doesn't see Emma as a kid that knows what's happening, any of that. She just sees Emma as someone who's watching her friend burn, and that's what they've been waiting for for a month and a half. And that's just crazy the amount of setup Emma did there, and I really just – I don't know. I, I keep saying it, but Emma's really – Emma really hasn't been the, as much of the folks I wanted her to be, and this episode just is her episode. She is she, incredible.
1: Isabella definitely let her guard down and you know what, when you describe it, I'm thinking maybe what happened here was that um when she, when Isabella found out that Emma tricked her, used her like any care she had for the children against her, that's when she just cut herself off from caring about these children, yeah. that moment just being tricked by them, she's like, screw you, I've had enough this. screw you all
0: yeah, she, she stopped trying to, like, when she realized that Ray was out of the fire, she stopped Really pretending, not, not pretending to care, but her, her, her mask kind of fell away. Um, yeah, it, God. And then the moment where they, oh my God, I, I don't know. The moment, and then this follows up with the scene of, uh, Isabella checking her, her tracker and finding the bucket with Emma's yes. ears. Oh my God. <laughs> like, I, I think we'd been predicting that someone would cut off their ears since like the moment we found out they were in the ears, but oh my God. God, this is like the fact that Emma just ran around the corner, quickly cut her own ear off. And it, and it was so shocking that Isabella was shocked by that. It's just insane. I, I don't know. It's, I, I kind of wonder maybe if Isabella's at least have a little flashback
1: thinking if, if she and her youth try to make an escape that failed, if she's thinking, why didn't I think of that? If I maybe I had a little more to cut off my own ear.
2: Well, I I think it's more like you get to you don't imagine that a a kid of that age will ever get to the desperation point of like mutilating themselves for the point of escape. And that that's like another reason for Isabella's downfall here. It's like she doesn't. She has underestimated like how desperate uh, these children have become, yeah. and uh, I, I would just also like to mention that at this like the music is continuing to rise, and like here when we figure out that she's cut off her ear, like saxophone gets added to this,
0: to the yeah, song, yeah, yeah, which it's is hilarious. also
2: pretty incredible, <laughs> like. It, <laughs> That that part like makes it sound more like the intro and like the intro is all like hype, hype, hype. So it's like yeah. adding hype for like figuring out that Emma's cut off her ear is great. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and we cut straight to them running through the forest. And I think it really pays off like just it makes you energetic. Because I think the thing is this show is a shonen show and it's very energetic, and I think usually those parts are weaker, and I think we've talked about that before than the tense parts and the suspense parts. Um but I think they mix them together really well here because the music really ties us into them being running through the forest, being excited, because we have a win here. We finally have our heroes winning. It's exciting. It's good. And then we cut immediately back to Bob with this, like, with this, like, record scratch almost to the music. And it's just, like, really terrifying.
1: <laughs> oh, and she uh, and she is terrified. And she it looked like he had not given up. She thinks she can catch him, which is yeah. scary. Uh-oh.
0: Sorry Alex, were you going
2: to say something. Oh, I, I, mean, I don't know if we want to skip to the final Isabella oh. scene if we want to focus on Isabella first. Oh, I do. I have, yeah. Oh, I have one like if done, I have
1: one point one about Isabella um if we're ready yet. I will let you guys pick your points first, but
0: let's let's, you know, what, let's keep it I think it might be easier to talk just about characters at this point cause okay, okay, so let's, okay, okay, okay. Well, just um what just threw
1: me off a bit though was seeing Isabella in a different outfit like Throughout the wow. series, they wear the same things, the same little, like, like, like mom's outfit. It's just like, I don't know, man. This show of the show, when these characters all wear the same thing, so when they change outfits, it's just so distracting for a bit.
2: I mean, so it's, I, it's nighttime. You expect
1: them yeah, you know, to wear the same no, outfit I, no, at I night? Do, no, I, by the way, I do, think, I do think she had a very pretty dress. I thought it was nice and stylish, very elegant, very classy. So, so you see, very, very excellent little, little style by Isabella, so... That's been my fashion corner.
2: Okay, um, <laughs> uh, the the op the opposite of graceful is her at the very end where she's watching the house burn to the ground and she has that amazing maniacal laugh like that. That's, yeah, uh, that's just great. And like her eyes get giant and, and then like she she like takes on almost like the aspect of crone of like her like I'll catch you, my children. <laughs> what? Well, yeah, you which know, like, Witch of the West? So, pretty pretty much that's what she turns into at the end. But like I I, I love that like we it begins the episode begins with like her slowly falling apart like showing the cracks and then we at the very end is when we finally see her like fully break and like it, and and then like it's the backdrop with the burning house behind her the, so like the contrast yeah. is perfect so it's it just it truly is like a steep decline for isabella in this episode and it it's great to watch i from beginning to end there
0: mm-hmm. yeah it's it's really cool seeing this like her her mentally breaking down with this physical representation of herself breaking in the house. Like, it really ties together really well thematically. And, again, like you said, the voice actor is really great here at the end. It is so unhinged. But at the same time, it doesn't feel like she's broken. It feels like we're seeing, like, the real Isabella at the same time. It's a really interesting... It's interesting the things happening to her character no, but, in this no whole episode. What, no matter what happened... The
1: image to the higher ups of being this perfect caretaker that's gone. Like yeah, it's no going back. Even if she catches them, brings them back, it's that image is gone. Her reputation has been sullied.
0: Yeah, and that's almost worse for her than anything else. And she has nothing to lose now, so she is very scary. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. She's she's. I don't know if there's anything else she really. Oh oh oh. When, when Phil grabbed her her uh, dress. That's the last thing that we really see of it Yeah, and episode. I
2: guess she's like a little shocked
0: almost. Yeah, <laughs> but I wonder, it's unclear what she's shocked about. Could it be?
1: Could maybe she's, like I said, maybe she's shocked at Phil's strength. I don't know how hard
0: <laughs> that felt. I'm going to try not to dwell on anything Steve has ever said about <laughs> Phil here and just say I don't know why she's shocked to see Phil, but it doesn't seem to be shocked from him grabbing her dress. Oh, whoa.
2: Yeah, like my sensation, like if if it's along the lines of like Phil is going to like blab the plans, it's more like shock that this is the one who stayed behind. Even though, like, I guess we probably already gotten a sense of like Phil being kind of the mama's boy, in, based on previous episodes. Like, he's the one who shows up to to Isabella's door a couple of times, so it seems like she he has like a, a, a intimate connection sort of thing. But like, I think that with a burning house by your side, you'd still be shocked if like there was any kid left. And it's like, oh, the, this person is is actually loyal to me somehow.
1: Seriously though, they got to put a bell on, on Phil. Put a bell on him because he's so sneaky.
0: <laughs> he is. He is very <laughs> sneaky. He just appears places. Is he a ghost? Maybe Phil's a ghost. Well, maybe that's a twist. You think like maybe like he's been the
1: ghost of one of the past kids that was killed, and she's haunting this yeah. house. Ooh, that's yeah, a, uh, that's, that's definitely thing. it. Oh, Andy, now for once you're, you've finally come up with some good field theories, Andy. So
0: Maybe you're there's right. a ghost I'm elsewhere glad. in this episode. Ooh. Is there a ghost yeah. elsewhere in this episode? Maybe. Oh, you've been watching JoJo? <laughs> I get boxed. Alex has not
2: been watching JoJo. Yeah. Well, I, I, I'm hinting at another character that appears for like.
0: Two oh, 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 you I mean know. Corny? Corny, Thanks maybe? Alex. Thanks, Alex, for for doing oh,
1: that. Oh, Crone, Crone. Yeah. You mean Crone? Don't you know that died of Carney and Crone
2: and Norman? I guess <laughs> there, there, you go. Good job, yeah, You figured
0: Steve.
2: it out. you figured it out. You read
0: between the lines.
2: <laughs> uh, but but yeah, so, um can, can we talk about Norman briefly here? I, I don't know if you want to like do the, the my, whole plan. I don't
0: we Talk about here because yeah, we've talked about Isabella. Yeah, let's talk about Norman. It's probably fine to talk about Norman now. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, So like,
2: Well, first, like, our first setup to Norman is that Emma, as she reveals her plan, it's like, hey, like, I actually got a letter from Norman, like, laying out the entire plan. And we're reading it out. And then in the middle, there's also a flashback to a conversation she had with Norman about uh, telling the other kids and uh, uh, Norman being amenable to that. So, like, Norman had appeared a couple of times in the episode. But then at the very end, when they reached the wall... Uh, Emma like looks up at the wall and then sees Norman by, by her side and yeah. Norman puts her ha- puts his hand behind him in his backpack. But then when the group shot happens, Norman is no longer there. I so think... Uh, the, I think the superficial uh, interpretation is just like Emma feels Norman's presence yeah. or like he like she's like I couldn't have done this without Norman. Uh, I, mm-hmm. Norman is my best friend, so I'll always have him in my heart sort of thing.
0: But what if Norman <laughs> is a ghost? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the 1,000 IQ like uh, thing is that he's a ghost, not not just not just her reminiscing.
1: I, I hate, sometimes they do that. I was confused at first. So I thought maybe there was a flashback to them doing a practice run to the escape. That's when they when they saw Norman. So.
2: Well, actually, a my thing life. is that the first time I watched, because it was so quick, the first time that I watched it, I was like, oh, wait, did Norman escape? Are we going yeah, to have see the Norman escape thing in the next episode? <laughs> but then the second time I watched, I was like, no wait, he
0: disappears. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, it lingers on him just long enough that you're like, wait, is he actually there? Because I thought he was just a ghost in this scene. But yeah. it, Yeah.
2: Um, yeah, but the 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 moment of him putting her putting his hand behind Emma's back is very is very sweet. So mm-hmm. I, I just want to say, give that give that particular action some notice,
0: please. Yeah, very and it also adds more explanation for what happened in the episode where he didn't run away, which I really liked. I really liked how he um, went to those kids and he wrote down a, and and we see him writing a letter for Emma. And um, I, I don't know, it was it was pretty emotional seeing him seeing him do that, him knowing everything that was going to happen to him and everyone else. And he still went along with it. And um, Norman's yeah. an interesting character, a very interesting character.
1: Yeah. Interesting, though, he got to be the martyr. He, he's what Ray tried to be, which is pretty yeah. much the sacrificial lamb.
2: Right. But the difference yeah. is that he's telling other people about yeah. what he's doing, whereas yes. Ray was going to do it all on his own. So. And Speaking he wasn't going to set himself on fire. And, well wait well although I'll say it's it's it still feels a little weird that like Emma lets Norman go through with all this stuff although I guess Norman has also displayed in the past that like he's able to like convince Emma of of things being right Maybe but he believes but, but he'll given survived somehow right but <laughs> like, like given how Emma treats Ray's attempts to plan things alone it, it's just it, it, it's an interesting difference between how Emma handles Ray and how Emma handles Norman's
0: Yeah stuff. and that's just part of her like very very high um social intelligence. She understands these two kids and mm-hmm. she understands them very well. And she knows when people are being self-destructive in a way that's unhealthy, I think. I think she mm-hmm. understands that. Mm-hmm. Also, I just remember that we missed one part of Ray's thing earlier in the episode, which was that he apparently doesn't like to study. He did it just to spite mom in the end. Yes. <laughs> like, I, which I, I think I was an amazing little touch to this whole thing. I'm gonna get smart on purpose so my brain gets really big. Yeah. And then so I'm then gonna then take I'm it gonna... away from them. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which I find to be a really funny twist, because it's just so absurd.
1: Uh something needs to think his plans through sometime. I think Norman is, uh, I mean Ray, I mean, he's a, uh, he definitely might be the most emotional of the group, even more than Emma. Yeah.
2: Well, yeah, it's, it's emotion in a different way in terms of like keeping it all internal and like that, like that when, when you do that, it causes to boil up in more extreme ways when you let it come out as opposed to like Emma, who's open all the time. And so is able to be a little bit more composed in those tense situations. Yeah. It's like,
0: like an inferno, you might say. Yeah. Also,
2: another uh, another moment that is great is that Emma ends up slapping Ray in the face. Yeah, <laughs> that, that, that is a, a great
0: moment. A very deserved
2: slap, and it was it was nice. And, and, and Ray, in general, like after after he gets saved, like he seems to just have a shocked expression the entire episode. Like he's seeing all the kids escape. He's like. Wait, what's going on? And like, then, like later he like sees the kids get to the wall and he's just like mouth agape. Like what? He's, How? he's
0: shocked that it worked. Like yeah. you just he can't believe that it's working. Mhm. It's really it's, it's 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 like Emma just played everybody and it's really great. Yeah. Uh um,
1: yeah. Emma's probably like might be actually F- episode MVP except for maybe anna but yeah episode mvp <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: i can't forget anna and i guess also also i guess we missed out a little thing of all the kids bringing in like we didn't talk about it besides steve metz you missed all the kids bringing in all the supplies of what they're actually burning because there's the moment of isabella walking into the room which says oh what's that smell because the smell of human hair burning is actually really vile if you don't know what it is, like mm-hmm. the, the smell of a human body burning is not a good smell. And Isabella being not knowing that smell and finding it really disgusting kind of adds to the like your believability of her of Ray might be actually burning in this scene, which I think mm-hmm. is. A- <laughs> Uh, yeah,
2: I'll, I'll I'll say I saw sausages in there, and I was like, oh, okay, so they're planning to. This is like them like wrapping their supplies and all, and then uh, like it didn't click for me until the second watch. Like, oh,
0: okay, they're burning that stuff. Yeah, <laughs> right. I think <laughs> the sausages might be a little strange because that might just smell like good meat for a little bit. Ooh.
1: Ah, yeah, that smells good. Is this episode yeah. making me hungry a bit? <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know, I thought we were kind of cool, though, how the younger kids we, that was in on the plan, how, like, how militarized they become. How, like, they're, like, perfect soldiers. And it well, well, it's very, all the
2: preparation of I know, by the ring tag. Yeah.
1: It's, yeah, I, you know, I feel like I'm watching another show. I feel like I'm watching, like, uh, Craig of the Creek or something over how...
0: Oh, how, yeah, it's like, just as fun and... Yeah, yeah,
1: so, uh, yeah how, like, you know, how militaristic these kids are. It's just <laughs> cool.
0: <laughs> oh my god um i think the last thing i want to talk about here is um we, we we finally get to see at least part of what crone gave to the kids and that is like the like because that's been a big sticking point like we have this pen and we have this box that crone gave to emma uh or or to uh norman i apologize and it happens to be a key to the room that uh uh Isabella uses to contact headquarters and so that finally pays off after all this time that they have this key or a key to or is it the key to Isabella's room which one is it I think it's a key to Isabella's room I apologize
2: well see I was going to ask because I, the the way I saw Isabella is that like she pulls out her own key and then like can't put it in the hole because it's
0: blocked did they like so, put their key in and break it that's kind of the way i read it oh mm-hmm. that 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 could make sense, yeah, but
2: like it was unclear to me, like even on second watch, like what they actually like what the items that Norman had had to do with their play, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and like the pen still makes no sense whatsoever. The pen <laughs> makes no sense. I think that
1: that could be something we may not know till season
2: five. Well, like, I mean, that,
0: uh, what if it's a communication <laughs> device? Can, <laughs> like, just, it, there's still an episode left. <laughs> Can you yeah. enlighten us Steve to what happened with this how they blocked off the door here or what the key had to do or or is it not something that has mm. been shown yet? I don't know that's
1: have uh, not really been shown yet. I I'm, I'm, I'm not sure that sometimes just like you Andy like so so much stuff going on at once it goes I just it goes past me so That's fine.
0: Yeah, It's fine. I was just curious. I was just curious if yeah. you have any more to add to this cuz I just wasn't 100% sure what mm. they did with the key but it's nice to know what was in the box at the very least like it's not yeah. it, Information anymore. Also, learned what's underneath the floorboards that Norman found, like he found the oil that Ray was going to use. And um, but we still have not seen what uh, because Ray still has that note written down on it. What Isabella's weakness is, and we don't know what that is still. So we still have some hidden information from us. So I hope we learn Uh, that
1: at least next episode. Oh, I know what it is. I'm not saying.
0: Yeah, (laughs) I know. I know you you know, Steve.
2: Thanks. (laughs)
1: Isabella's
2: (laughs) weakness is Phil. Yes. It's, uh, we
1: did that already. You said that already in a previous podcast.
2: Well, I wasn't
0: it, here.
1: I know, I know, but that's an old joke. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Isabella, Isabella's weakness is actually just, like, she really, really likes salmon. Like, she really likes a good salmon dinner, and she... Mm. That's her weakness. Mm-hmm. Anyways. um, Yeah, do you guys have any... I, I think that's pretty much it. Like, this episode is very tense, but there's, like, not a lot of... Like there's not a lot that actually happens. I
2: mean, you you say not a lot. We've been talking for like forty-five minutes. I think, (laughs) but it's like it's there's not like it's not an hour. No, it's a recap of what happened in the time skip and, like, the actual escape that happened. Yeah. So, like, and... I'm, I, I think it, everything happens fast, and that's yeah. why it doesn't feel like a lot, but I think actually a lot did happen, oh, and that's th- what no. makes this it's... episode very impactful. Well, like, yeah, but, yeah, like,
0: there's a lot that happens, but it's not like we can... A lot is happening in ways that we don't there's not really a need to talk about. Like, we don't need to talk about them running through the forest to the wall. You know what I mean? Like, a, a lot of detail. Speaking, and that's and that's cool and fun, but there's not a lot to dissect there, um, is what I'm trying if, to say.
1: If we're going to do predictions, just you two do predictions. I'm going to stay out of this. So, yeah. Okay. So,
0: <laughs> I guess we still haven't seen the rest of Emma's plan. That's true. Like, uh, like what are we going to do once we get on? Are we just going to run to headquarters, or do we have a different plan after that?
2: Yeah. well i I wonder if Emma has not read the whole letter to that Norman wrote yeah I, I wonder if there is like some extra thing that Norman has planned for once they get onto the wall uh, i i I'm still hazy on the geography, but my, the way I understood it is that once they would get to the top of the wall, they'd need to like run across to run like to the opposite end of the hexagon that they live in to get to the bridge is it might not i
0: don't know if it's the opposite side but they'd have to run along the wall to get to the part of the hexagon that connects to the bridge because they can't climb at the gate because they couldn't like it would be too easy for mom to see that they were planning something there i guess
2: right and so like ray gives has made molotovs for them to play like tossing yeah
0: i completely forgot that okay That might be the most unbelievable part of this entire episode, Alex, for me. Because there's a moment when Ray says he's made Molotovs, and Emma goes, what? And I'm like, yeah, Emma, I'm right there with you. (laughs) Make Molotovs, of all things, Ray. Look, the man was about to self-immolate himself. I'm going to say he's a little bit of a pyromaniac,
2: and he would be into making Molotov cocktails. I'm fine with him making Molotov cocktails. I'm just amazed that he did it. I'm just a... I'm just, I mean, I'm just excited.
1: To, well, hopefully, that when this thing's gonna get dubbed in English, I'm, I'm hoping Ray is voiced by Johnny Yon-Boss. Johnny Yon-Boss has to play Ray. He's too perfect for hit that role
2: it also fits with his personality in terms of like him like going off the deep end and like sure. wanting to like exact the most revenge possible on this whole organization for like as he mentions like his family keeps dying in front of him his entire life so he wants to kill and that is the way to kill so I also um, think he was definitely
1: um kind of put off by how like a couple episodes ago Isabella completely like like was through with him like. So he definitely wanted revenge on her too for throwing him away. Like, how dare you throw me away after all I've done for you? Yeah,
2: it's. <laughs> there's there's a lot of stuff that has pushed Ray to the point where he got at that point, and that and in the way that that's what makes it feel like so. Um, I don't know if refreshing is the word, but like seeing him just for the rest of the episode be so shocked <laughs> at everything that's happening after like seeing him get to the point of of insanity but then being pulled away and like him being able to like self-recover it 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 feels very it feels nice to like see that like emma has saved a person from dying that didn't need to die it feels great the show is great yeah yeah and
1: and after she couldn't after she failed to save norman so one in one
0: you don't know that you don't know that (laughs) Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. There's, there's, there's still a lot of, um, I think Chekhov's (laughs) guns here that we have to pay off. I, it really seems like not all of them will be paid off this season, like the pen. Like, I think Steve was joking about season five thing, but it, I do think (laughs) that we're not going to see what the pen means Mm. this season. But I think, like, sorry, go ahead. Is Phil a gun? Maybe. Like, maybe Phil's a Chekhov's gun. Maybe he's a literal gun. You mean? Oh my! Again? Have you guys been reading Soul Leader? <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> know what Soul <laughs> Leader is. That's <laughs> the it's a crossover.
2: The the last word of this episode is just "mama,"
0: and you know that.
2: The, but the next episode will begin with like him saying "mama" again, but bullets come out of his mouth while he's saying <laughs>
0: If that actually happened, Alex, I would be so happy. I would be <laughs> so happy if that just happened. Like, if this show just turned into, like, an absurdist comedy out of nowhere or something.
2: <laughs> I mean, uh, uh, an, an actual question, like, speaking of absurdists, like, do you think we're going to see demons in the final episode? Because we, we have been really, like, keeping them out for, uh, like, almost all of this show. Like, if, if they're going to use them, I feel like they got to use them in the finale. And, like, the, that is going to cause some, some strange just positions of like kids and demons. So like I I am I don't want to set my expectations too high, mm. but like I I really hope that we get some demon stuff. Yeah, in, at least this
0: final episode. I'd be kind of disappointed if you don't see them because the first episode just starts so strong with the demons, and it really sets you up to like these are the bad guys in the show. And I get that Isabella is like supposed to be set to feel like. The hum- this human is a monster too but and, that's, and, and right.
2: she's and she's worked up to this point but like yeah. also we've gotten to a point where she's uh she's broken so like yeah. it feels like the right time to do like some kind of team-up thing where like she if the demons realize that she has failed and they require sending backup sort of situation yeah like because we, we know
0: that there's at least one or two demons in that gatehouse usually it seems like so maybe she goes to the gatehouse, gets a couple of them, and now it's Isabella and a demon or two, and all the kids. You know what I mean? And that would be very scary to help,
1: see. Help us you, you think perhaps maybe Phil's calling demon back up? Oh my
0: god. I'm not <laughs> letting you still do this, Steve. We're gonna... Because Steve is, has, has mentioned Phil, like, five times now i think that's a sign that we should move on to wrapping up
2: (laughs) to to, to be fair it's my it's my fault as well like i'm also egging on here no
0: no no alex it's i don't want you to accept no you don't get to take the blame for this alex because steve did (laughs) all of this
1: i well had a completely all like i said i got this from Wheeling on manga
2: recap they're the ones who got this in my head so oh my god alex do you have any final thoughts here um, Promise Neverland is a really good show about the relationship dynamics of children, and in a way, about how each of us deal with problems differently, and how, in the end, we should lean on each other to uh, to make important decisions in life, and not uh, not depend on ourselves and allow us, ourselves to go into a manic s- circle of mental breakdown. So it's inspiring in a way to think about. To think about that, and there are demons mm. in the background they're about about to eat the humans. and It's like it, it's it, yeah, um, having that in the background is like a nice push to like making all all this like personal dynamic stuff meaningful. Mm. So everyone's they, they, these are these are nice children, and there's nice characters. It's uh, I, I'm I'm gonna be a little sad to see it end, but yeah. I, I'm I'm but uh, this show has done well enough for me to trust what whatever they decide to do. Yeah. yeah.
0: It's it'll be interesting. I I am also excited. Steve, do yeah. you have any final thoughts?
2: Ah, uh,
1: well, much I can't say really without spoiling next week's episode. All right, like I say is- but it, oh, let's just let me say my overthought thought that I thought I love the season and I'm looking forward to season two. And um, God help us all if these kids make it or not. Yeah, pray it's, for them.
0: <laughs> pray for the kids. Yes. <laughs>
2: Does uh, God exist in a world with demons? Hunting humans. <laughs> oh
0: god. <gosh>. But uh <laughs> anyways. Uh so I'm I'm excited. I also really want to see where we go here. I want to see the Molotovs thrown Big great balls of fire, ring of fire, said fire to the rain, we're done. Um you can find out all this info on this podcast at overlyanimated.com. Join us on Discord to text chat about animation at overlyanimated.com slash Discord. Support us via Patreon at patreon.com slash overlyanimated. Thanks to all our current patrons, especially our patron of the podcast, Sam, a.k.a. Suitcase Sam. And thanks, as always, to our patron executive producers, John, Ryan, Steve, Alex, and Hugh. Uh... Any other fire-based songs you guys want to drop here before we sign off?
2: You already did. Okay, burn, of fire. baby, burn. Disco <laughs> Inferno. burn. I think that's how I think how Two ends. I mean, there's <laughs> like a um, there's a whole American Idol knockoff, and Donkey yeah. and Puss in Boots sing Disco Inferno. So
0: yeah, yeah, yeah they do. It's. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how about
1: Fire by um, the Ohio Players? Okay.
0: Cool. That's a good ending. Good job.
2: All <laughs> so, right. So, so 70s one hit wonder. Sure.
0: <laughs> All right. Yeah. Check out our Starburst for per- Starburst Force of Evil podcast or Miraculous podcast. If you're interested in that. We'll see you next time, guys. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.